Thanks for joining us on episode 10 of the Lifestyle Regulars podcast. Can you believe we've made it to episode 10? That means we're a real podcast now, right? You. We did it. <laughs> we did it. We did miss one week. Yeah. We made it to 10. It's pretty good. 10 episodes. Extra large opinions from regular sized dudes. Today we have Richard and Morgan joining me and I'm your host, Michael. How you guys doing? Good. Good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with, a, with a lot, of, yeah, with a lot of sports signed to return after COVID hiatus, it's never been a better time to talk about sports fandom. There's an episode of The Simpsons where Marge tries to comfort Lisa by saying, "So you're not good at sports? It's a very small part of life." Herman then interrupts with, "Sports, sports, 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 sports." Dread it. I Run from it. The episode. You've never watched the episode. I wasn't allowed it's- to watch The Simpsons. You, you were never allowed to watch The Simpsons? Oh my what? god, that, that could be a whole Wait, 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 wait. Dude. <laughs> yeah, what? Like, The Simpsons was on at the exact same time as the news, right? My mum oh. would let me watch the news, but she would never let me switch to Channel 10 to watch the, the Simpsons. Simpsons. <laughs> so every time there was an ad break, I'll make the switch, right? Because I had an excuse. I was like, oh, there's, there's nothing to watch. I don't want to watch ads. The next day at school... Like when kids were talking about The Simpsons, I tell them about that like one minute segment that minutes. I watched in the outbreak. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just pretend I knew what the whole episode was about. Oh man. Oh boy. Yeah, I never watched The Simpsons and I never watched the episode. There's so much culture to get from The Simpsons. But that that that's another episode we can yeah. do totally. <laughs> All right, dread it, run from it. Sports will arrive in your life. Either you're a big fan or your partner, your family, your friends, sports fandom is always there. Why is it such a big part of our lives? The amount of sports someone follows varies greatly from an almost oblivious person who only knows that Michael Jordan plays basketball to diehard fans who bleed team spirit and will do anything for their their team. So where do you guys stay on that spectrum? Let's start with you, Richard. Okay. I am someone who follows a lot of sports and it covers basketball, soccer, NRL, Formula One. I just think sports is really fun. Like not just playing it, but just watching it. Don't forget betting on it. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> betting on it. Yeah, There is phases where you just go for like those 20 game multis. You've got 20 cents riding on those 20 games, but you think that 20 cents is going like to get you 200 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It makes everything so exciting. It's mm. like celebrities, but not as stupid as celebrities. <laughs> I, I get what you mean. Yes. Yeah. There's more skill involved than celebrities. Actually, that's actually a bad. Actually, no. Well, yeah. I mean, there's there's some skill in becoming famous too. So. That's true. That's true. Nah, that's just me giving shit for influencers. But anyway, <laughs> a podcast for another time. Yeah. True. <laughs> no, but the thing is, why do we follow sports in general? Is it because we want to play that sport? We want to ourselves in the, that person's shoes uh, it can't just be that though because there are so many people who look like they will never play any sport but they but they're still sports fans mm. Mm. so there's something else there besides just wanting to play the sport mm. right i agree i yeah. still don't know the reason for me though it's kind of <laughs> a mixture of both mm. what about you Morgan? um i, I i'm 
I guess now, if I had to say now, it's it's definitely like phases, but now I have to say it's similar to Richard in sort of uh, me following a lot of sports in a more um, light manner. I think I used to sort of focus on a single sport and sort of get into it. So before everyone used to be really into the NBA, I used to be quite into the NBA and I would like try to, you know, watch every game. And then I think more recently I got really into like EPL um, and I would actually like make the effort to watch a lot of games. Um, But like now it's sort of been more like, look, I will maybe watch those one or two key games and then just like touch lightly, but just, you know, monitor the sport as a whole. Um, And also, you know, uh, F1, that's another interest I've got. And then like Australian Open, part of tennis, um, you know, and then now like I also start playing volleyball. I get a little bit interested in that as well. And I think the thing for me that intrigues me about those things is about like, it's about like strategy and about um, like, so any sort of game or thing that contains a lot of complexity or strategy, it's very interesting to see um, how like they adapt and how they, they play that. Um, You actually learn stuff from the games you watch. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, you you tend to learn, learn bits and pieces. I mean, I mean, like for me, it's, it's interesting because then for some of the things that I do play, like say like soccer and futsal or like volleyball, um, I can somewhat, obviously not to their extent, but apply some of that knowledge to the game I play. But I wouldn't say that's my sole driver um, for it. But yeah, like I think one interesting thing that Richard said before um, around uh, like his drivers around, is it just, you know, you wanting to be that person or not? I think that's an interesting thought on me. Maybe we can talk about it a bit later, um, but around sports that we watch today and then also the arrival of like stuff like esports mm-hmm. and like do we consider them sports and why like personally for me why i'm not as interested in that versus like physical sports and so forth yeah there's a long discussion to be had about what's considered mm-hmm. a sport because yeah. mm-hmm. like each definition is slightly different and then do you, what's the difference between a sport and a game so there's a lot yeah considered there yeah but at the end of the day, like if the core is about entertainment, it shouldn't really make much of a difference. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, you raised something interesting about watching professional sports to improve your own performance in whatever sport you play. Uh, I think that would be a large contributing factor to why a lot of people follow. Mm. But it's Some not like we watch like Ultimate Frisbee or Oztag. Yeah. That's- I did actually. <laughs> I used to watch oh, wait, Oztag. Oh, really? <laughs> I used to watch uh, Ultimate Frisbee. <laughs> I remember when we were playing Ultimate Frisbee in high school, there was a game versus the teachers. Yeah. And then I was just watching Ultimate Frisbee, just trying to learn like the tactics. Mm. Similarly for Oztag, when we had our Oztag team, I'd watch Oztag games and just try and learn what they're trying to do, just like what Morgan was saying. So there is an educational aspect from my Mm. perspective. One other thing I forgot to mention was fantasy. With mm. all these sports, there's fantasy games online. The wannabe and manager. Yeah, 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 yeah. And to update your team to have the best team, it's crucial to keep up with that sport. Yeah, so, yeah, that's, that's another true. incentive for continuing mm. to watch or follow that sport. Mm. Yeah. Improving your own performance, not in the sport, but in the games related to the sport, the fantasy sports. Mm. 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 All right. Yeah, I was actually never into sports growing up. Like, Jane would try to make me watch Australian Open or something, and I'd just be like, no thanks. I would rather watch a movie <laughs> or some shit. 
But then recently I got really into sports, like uh, running helped. And then I got into sneakers and that got me into basketball and just... And then I got into betting and then I got into like a lot of sports after that. <laughs> as long as money is involved. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, now, now, now I make Jane watch shit like every night, like sports highlights, because it's just so exciting and so entertaining. And yeah, sports docos as well, like uh, Netflix, the F1 docker, that was really mm, good. Mm, that was awesome. Yeah. That's what got me into F1 as well. Yeah. I was never really? into F1 before that. What's the doco? Okay. Oh, okay. It was oh, it was that Doco and that game we were playing, um, that F one game, the fantasy, the F one fantasy. No, 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 not the F one fantasy. That motorsport. Oh, the motorsport manager that I I motorsport manager. Oh, fuck, that's a great game. (laughs) Recommendation, not affiliated, but recommend you play F one fan. Yeah, yeah. That's where I learned a whole bunch of stuff about the strategy, right? Yeah, the tires, soft tires, (laughs) medium tires. (laughs) Went to, um. Refuel, to, like change. Yeah, went to refuel. Yeah, that stuff. The strategy. Yeah. yeah. It can be like hard to learn a lot of stuff about a sport before you get really into it. So how did you guys get into a, How did you guys get into the sports you follow? Like, like mm. so the game for F1, but what about all the other ones? Did you play the sport first? Okay. Mm. I was different to you, Michael. I started following sport very young because my dad also followed sport. I remember waking up in the morning to pee mm. and my dad would be watching like a soccer game, English Premier League. It, I think it was Chelsea versus Liverpool. Mm. So Is your dad I remember, a Chelsea supporter? I am now a Chelsea supporter. But back in the day, I liked Steven Gerrard because my dad was like, oh yeah, Steven Gerrard. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I remember this one game very specifically because this is the time I turned from a Liverpool supporter into a Chelsea supporter. Mm. Uh, in that game, there was a player, uh, a dark-skinned player, who just seemed to be destroying Liverpool. That yeah, dark-skinned Drogba. player was... Drogba? Yeah, Drogba. Idiot <laughs> mm. Drogba. That was an absolute monster. And I was like, Dad, who's this guy? Who's this guy who's just so dominant? Legged <laughs> in. And that's how I became a Chelsea supporter. But even from a young childhood, my parents would try to put me into sport, mm. basketball, because they wanted me to grow taller, mm. uh, swimming. And yeah, I always wanted to play. Like my dad would play in the park with me. So from a young age, I wanted to play sport. And then once you played the sports, you wanted to watch the sports? Is that how it worked? Yeah, yeah. When I was young, I definitely wanted to be like David Beckham. I wanted to be like Ronaldo, even Fat Ronaldo. 2002, <laughs> Fat Ronaldo was just iconic for me. I remember him just doing all these like stepovers and stuff. Uh, one of my favorite sports players was Ronaldinho. Mm. I remember him just being like so happy playing soccer. Yeah. He's like classic green. Yeah. Good energy. Yeah. But then I yeah. learned that he was just a player in terms of real life. Yeah, he had like thirteen dollars in his bank account at all given times. Yeah, <laughs> he's still he's still tearing it up in prison, by the way. Ronald. Yeah, he is. <laughs> no matter where he's India, it could be in India, it could be in yeah. prison, still tearing the fucking field up. There was some like camera footage of him accepting to play a game in prison, and he's still just tearing it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think for me, I'm. I'd say I'm sort of similar, but I guess a little bit different. So I think. 
like Richard said, from a young age, uh, my parents tried to, I guess, build sort of that balance lifestyle for me. So I would be part of, um, I guess, also an influence on like the friends that we had back then. Um, I'd be part of like uh, either a soccer team or, or something similar, or, like going swimming, just just some sort of physical sort of exercise. I don't think the fact that I was playing it drove me to play it. I mean, um, when I was, I think I was like seven or eight, my parents put me in in like soccer. I would I would consider myself probably the worst soccer player the world has ever seen. I was because um, I used to play video games with my dad, and we used to play. Um, I think winning 11 on like SNES and there was an amazing button called the slide tackle button <laughs> um, and you go everywhere. And I, so that was my perception of what soccer was. So when I went on that field, I was just like, I'll oh, do balls there. I'm, I'm sliding in. <laughs> so I was on my ass on the field more than I was ever on my foot on the soccer field. So, so good. very quickly, like I would get relegated to the bench and then slowly I wasn't even involved in like, game days and the coach would just keep me on the bench as like a cheering squad and also that's also why i later became a goalkeeper because i decided like you know staying on your ass is is not too bad of an idea and i think playing goalkeeper is pretty good um but yeah i don't think like me getting into soccer i think it was more a natural process of just like, i don't think we were like that into soccer but my dad definitely had like a uh, national pride um uh like when, and he liked to watch sports, but not follow it intensely. But I remember my very first memories of like following a sport was like 2002 World Cup mm. or the 2000s Olympics. Um, and I remember just watching China get absolutely demolished in the Olympics. I mean, not, not in the Olympics, sorry, in the World Cup, um, yeah. literally losing like five nil to every team there. And I was like, how the hell does China have the most people? And they kind of put together the soccer team that can play. Yeah. That question is still unanswered to this day, by the way. Um, True. Yeah. And then also like watching like the Chinese guys like absolutely demolish everyone else in like table tennis or like diving. That was the one I was really surprised at. Like diving, Chinese people were absolutely godlike in diving. Um, yeah. And so, like stuff jumping like that. Off cliffs, they're just really yeah, good. <laughs> really, really good at jumping off cliffs. Yeah, minimum splash, no splash at all. Yeah, so I think that sort of like really kickstart that on. And so, like, I did get involved in a lot more sports playing, but I guess my playing side of things was always a bit like off to the side um, to like what teams. Um, sorry, what 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 sports I ended up watching. Um, and then I think like Richard as well, like following specific teams that again, I think mostly was driven probably by just like nation pride. So the only, this is a little known secret, but the only reason I started following, um, Liverpool, um, for football, um, was, and also, uh, Houston Rockets, by the way, um, both of these, they're both red, um, is that in two, I think it was around 2008 was when I really started either like playing these games, it could have been video games or whatever. If you guys remember FIFA 08 or FIFA 07. Yeah. I think it was because yeah, after I went to Richard's place and Richard was playing FIFA 07. I remember this very clearly at his really? place with, um, was it Kevin Can, Jono and, and the guys? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember this yeah. at all. Dude, I, I remember <laughs> this so clearly. Yeah. You had a computer. Remind yeah. And then um, I remember when I got home and that's when I got like the FIFA, FIFA 08 and I started playing like FIFA 08. And Pez as well, both yes. of those. Yeah. Um, 
And I was very intrigued in like these games, but the only following I ever had was at the world stage. So like World Cups and stuff like that. So I was really into like football, um, but with like Australia as well. And mm-hmm. so the one player in 08 that played in the Premier League was Harry Kill, and he oh. was in Liverpool. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. why I followed him. Um, and then conversely as well in um, basketball, um, the one person that I knew playing, Yao Ming, Chinese mm-hmm. lad, he was playing in Houston Rockets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think like that probably is why I follow those teams today. Yeah. yeah. Also because Fernando Torres came to the play and like absolutely ripped Premier League up just like Didier Drogba did. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. you know that's a side note <laughs> so yeah we talk about following these sports because we played them either properly played them or played them in some sort of game but do you think that i mean why why else do we follow these sports do you, how, how much of the social spi- side of sports do you think plays into why sports fandom is so big mm. Dude, it's huge especially for soccer football mm. yeah <clears throat> we might get into this a bit later but I went to the World Cup in 2018 in Russia. Yeah. Just seeing people there supporting a country, their own country, for a single sport, just the amount of people there was incredible. The social aspect, uh, even back home here, you can associate with the people who have a similar following to you. Just having someone to identify with. Mm. Yeah, that it's sense. interesting that you mentioned identity because there's studies that have shown that for fans, being identified with a favorite team is more important than being identified with work, social groups, and as or more important than being identified with their religion. Now, do you guys feel that way about the, the teams you follow? <laughs> I think, I, I was going to mention this, I think the teams you follow or the sports you follow has a two-way relationship with the social groups that you're in as well. Like, for example, if, you know, Richard was super into F1, right, but, like, the rest of our our social group wasn't, uh, but we were, like, super into sort of, I guess, EPL or whatever, I'd I'd like to think that, look, Richard may start to follow EPL a bit closer than, say, F1. Um, Like, he might not lose complete interest in it, but he'll definitely follow because it becomes more of a social topic that we can talk, we can discuss, and there's a bit more banter. And I think in that context, we may identify with the team maybe a bit more strongly than, say, uh, what's it called, like your work or stuff like that, just because that's our common social sort of cue Mm. point of discussion. But I wouldn't say it 100% outweighs it, like, in society, just like, I don't know, like, just, I'm just imagining some dude walking the street instead of going, "Oh, bro, I'm Christian." Nah, bro, I'm 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 an Evertonian or I'm a Liverpool. <laughs> I, I don't think I don't think that's what will happen. Um, yeah, if that makes sense. You say that wouldn't happen, but you know, at weddings they normally sing hymns or whatever. Yeah, I've been to a wedding where they sang like the the, the Liverpool, yeah, the <laughs> Liverpool team song, and they had like the lyrics out on the table, so everyone had to wow. sing along with them. And I was like, whoa. So, so yeah, yeah. I, I think it's. Com- I, I wouldn't. I would say I'd believe it if it's comparable. Um, like to, I guess, a scale of a religion. Um, and I think definitely workplace is not definitely not as not as you know. Who identifies with the workplace? Well, like- I mean, <laughs> most people do identify with their career. Like when you introduce yourself, that's one. Oh, actually, you do. Yeah. yeah, you you do, but like <laughs> what you work is yeah. literally the second question. Yeah, what is your question. name? It's number one. Yeah. Number two, what, what do you do? Yeah, what do you do? Yeah, yeah. I I, I yeah. guess 
Morgan's saying that there's less to talk about with your job than there is sport. Like we, yeah. because we just don't know enough about each other's jobs half the time. More happens yeah. with sport. Yeah. And yeah, that's true. There's always something new happening. Yeah. But that's why I tend to think it's, it's more tied to the context. Like if all of us worked in the same industry where you were, yeah. maybe more important, I don't know, maybe as a flex or maybe just yeah. as a level of like understanding, but if we're all in different industries and we don't really know, yeah. Like, what is the importance of saying, oh, look, I work at, I don't know, whatever company, um, then, yeah, it's not. But I think, yeah, it definitely has some rivalry to the height of what religion is. And just bear in mind, religion is one of those things that's literally been in humanity since, you know, yeah. right? Like, it's been around for a very long time. Do you think that sports is more entertaining than, like, movies or TV? Like for you guys, which would you rather watch? One is a lifestyle. The other one is two hours of bliss, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. One is investment. One of them is an investment. The other one is sort of like, yeah. Like even if you look at Harry Potter, longest franchise. Actually, I don't know if that's true. But like quite a long movie franchise. So like MCU, right? Yeah. Um, You could get quite deep into it. But like... You know, EPL has been going on for ages and like you invest your time and effort into sort of analyzing the changes um, that it goes through. And it's sort of like a a, a long shot game compared to like yeah. a more shorter term. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And there's people who like their whole family has followed the, the same team for like generations or whatever. Yeah. So then when the team's doing well, they can all share in that glory, sh- share in that happiness together and that brings them closer as well so yeah i think morgan's absolutely right there's an investment when you're watching a sport yeah you have something that's missing when you're watching a movie it's just like oh it's a movie mm. it's it I I look the, the reason i use the word investment is sort of like stocks right yeah. or it's sort of like anything you you put your time into it to analyze it and you know during that sport there could be ups and downs especially when you're looking at like supporting a team. But even if you're not just looking at that sport itself, there are its, its ups and downs. Whereas a movie sort of like you're there, you you understand the plot. That's one, like that's the first level depth. And the second level you might delve more into is like the lore of the um, of like that setting, of that fictional setting. Hmm. And there's a finite amount of like how much, how much work you can put into it. There's only yeah. so far you can go. It's mm. it'd be more comparable, I guess, to like comic books that are ongoing, and mm. you stay in that world for longer. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of uh, comic books, there's like com- like a lot of people wear comic book shirts. Do you guys wear like your sports apparel to support your team or whatever? I've I do have sports apparel. Yeah, but I've never seen Richard in a Chelsea shirt. Have you? Do you have a Chelsea <laughs> shirt? I do. I have a Chelsea shirt. Actually, I don't, I don't wear it unless what? it's. For an event to support, oh okay. For example, oh, yeah. it's like Champions League game, yeah. And we're going to someone's place to watch it, but like you wouldn't wear it out as a. It's not part of your casual wear. <laughs> no, not really. The one team, one team I do wear casually out is the Japanese FIFA World Cup 2018 jersey, just because it's a nice jersey. Oh, the the, the the blue the samurai the blue samurai yeah one. the blue samurai that's just a sick jersey so yeah, I wear that to the gym true. sometimes. Yeah, when it's fashionable, <laughs> when the jersey's fashionable. What about you, Morgan? You've got the signed Federer hat. No, signed the doll hat. Sorry, right. the Rafa. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see. Uh, 
yeah, I've, I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever worn that out in public, and surprisingly, not as valued as highly as I thought it would be. Um, but like, let, let me let, let me put that into a bit of perspective, I guess. Um, I'm more, a, I guess, I'm more a Roger Federer fan than I am an Nadal fan. But you know, I'll get what life throws at me, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna say um, no to Nadal signing. Yeah, I'm not gonna, yeah, exactly. I'm not gonna say no to Nadal. Like, I don't hate the guy. He, he's cool. But yeah, I think I definitely don't wear sports stuff out in public as much. I mean, I, I do identify with it, but um, I think for me, like I support them, but I haven't really ever gotten into that merchandising sort of feel. Like the only reason I got a cap was because, look, it's a milestone. I've never been to Australian Open, um, stuff like that. So I wanted to keep get something to sort of remember it by. Um, but like, look, maybe if I ever went to watch a game at Anfield or something, I might go get a jersey. Or I was actually thinking very hard and have been thinking very hard for the six months whether or not I should get the um, goalkeeper jersey for um, from uh, for Liverpool because it's a really nice black and gold this year. And I just wear it. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty ex- like I think it's pretty expensive. Um, and like ideally, I want something like of quality. But again, like I still wouldn't wear that out in public most times. I'd probably just wear it um, like to a football game or something like that. Yeah. yeah, some context I've ever where it seen matters. Someone wearing a goalkeeper jersey, jersey, jersey. out. Yeah, it should be pretty, be pretty unique because most people wouldn't follow the goalkeeper. Then you know, go. I the I follow. Yeah, I think that's yeah. just more like because I play that position, I understand the like the technicalities. Yeah, the ins and outs. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, like I when I follow a team, I also follow which goalkeeper is on what team and like, yeah, because it's like a pretty important position. Yeah. Michael, you have some NBA. <laughs> I, I have a Celtics t-shirt that I wear quite a bit, a Celtics hat that I also wear quite a bit. And then for my birthday this year, uh, you guys got me the Celtics jersey with my name on it. And I wear that at home a lot. I think when I first got it, I wore it for a very long time before I put it in the wash just because I didn't want to stop wearing it and when you put something in the wash you can be like yeah, it ruins it. it again yeah so yeah I yeah I wear uh, shit a lot and I and I consider buying stuff to support a team or support an athlete or whatever even though it's not more, it's not like a money support it's more just to raise awareness about them or show your support yeah visually I guess and yeah, I, I, I don't mind it. I, I don't mind wearing sports sort of stuff as yeah. part of my casual wear. And at, in the office, like I wear casual clothes anyway, so it's fine. And it raises conversation too. Like people in the lift have been like, "Oh yeah, how are the Celtics doing in the NBA?" Stuff like that. And mm. it's a good, it's a good in for talking to higher ups as well. I feel. Mm. <laughs> nice. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, so like, the social aspect for you is very. Apparent. Yeah. And I never had that before. So it's been a real eye opener how much sports matters in mm. it's because it yeah, you're right. It does give you something to talk about, especially like in the workplace. I feel like if I didn't have sports to talk about, then we wouldn't have anything besides work to talk about. And that gets really boring mm. for us. So mm. I that's think actually that's, a very interesting notion. Yeah, like sports as a figment of small talk or one of the main subjects of small talk. Yeah, like that's actually very because I, I think that that reson- I resonate quite a lot with that. I mean, 
that isn't the sole purpose, but it definitely is one of those things that help me sort of relate to other people a bit more. Like, yeah, I think sports is one. Like, but when you suck in, it's like politics. That's a little bit harder. That's a bit more deep. Whereas sports is a yeah. bit more like fail friendly and like, yeah, offense free. If that makes sense. Yeah, and even if like, you offend someone in sport, like it's not it's not serious offense. It's like yeah. banter. It's, it's like fun. yeah. If I said I hate Chelsea, like Richard and I could have a heated debate about it. <laughs> At the end of the day, we understand. Yeah. Like yeah. there's nothing between us. If that makes sense. Yeah, and you yeah. realize that Chelsea is the best team. No, not. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of the best team in the EPL, I don't follow it very strongly, but I do know from work because of other people who follow that Liverpool was close to winning the season in the first time yeah. in a long time or whatever. But because like, of COVID, they were yeah. shut down. <laughs> exactly. <Yep. laughs> but like so, regardless, right, we are still the champions of Europe. So <laughs> in this but the season coming back, Morgan. Yeah. I know, back. I know. It's starting I'd, next week. I'm actually a bit worried. Like after everyone's gone off and had the little fatty holidays, like, you know, don't know yeah. if like we'll have that same – uh, what's the, what's the word for it? That momentum. Mm. Yeah, it is very momentum based. All, all of these sports where you go pretty much weekly on a weekly basis. Yeah. Like psychology plays a big part. Like your player psychology. Hmm. Although there must be some people who during the break have improved their performance. Like, have you seen pictures of Nikola Jokic from the Denver Nuggets? He looks thin. Oh, yeah. He looks the yeah. first time. <laughs> Crazy man. Yeah. Zion Williams still looks jacked as fuck. Yeah. Well, how did you guys feel during the lockdown when there was no sports? Did you feel any different or you didn't really notice? Mm. I'd, I'd say I used to watch like a fair, like a fair bit on the side. Um, and I've definitely somewhat either filled that, I'm going to call it a void, but yeah, I gotta say, um, I have been watching a lot more shitty, trashy TV shows lately to fill that void, um, which is not great. Yeah, I agree. I've been watching some shows that I would definitely not have watched if there was NBA or something. Like, I, I can so almost sad. say I'm borderline ashamed yeah. I've watched those shows. <laughs> <laughs> and you're yeah. not gonna name what they are. Uh, yeah. <laughs> for another episode no the, the covid situation really ruined my plans for a lot of things number one in australia i was down in melbourne for the first race of the formula one season mm. and at work i got i guess tickets box office tickets uh to the formula one race mm. and it would have been free food free alcohol, you get to sit above the pits, you get a garage tour. Man, it was going to be so good. But those um, bloody Italians <laughs> had to bring over some COVID and they shut down the whole competition, I guess the whole event. Yeah. Well, to be honest, to be honest, I feel like that was also poor and untimely decision-making from the Australian like race federation. Like, as in COVID had been around for a month by then. Yeah, it was bound to happen. Yeah, and they were sort of like doing the whole thing, oh, let's see how far we can push it Yeah, until like, because they knew there's a lot of money riding on it um, yeah. until like it was to the point where like 
look, we're, we're past the return and we need to stop it. And so I think, didn't they cancel like two days before the race? No, was, no, no. Was, it's like, no, like a few days. hours, right? Or a, a day? Hours, was it? On yeah. the morning. Yeah, on the morning. Yeah, I remember oh, something ridiculous morning, like that. Yeah. I was there. <laughs> I flew down. I took a day off. I flew down on a Friday um, and I cancelled no. it on the Friday. Man, yeah. I was pissed. And they should have known because like the situation in Italy had already like... Escalating. Gone, yeah. So, yeah, gone so much worse. But we love sport that much that we would risk lives for it. Like, <laughs> even now when we're bringing back all the sports and... Mm. I think Skomo is like, oh, you can have ten thousand people go watch, go watch what? it, an NRL right? game. Yeah, yeah, you can have ten thousand people watch an NRL game. Mm. But if they, have, but like to compare, then you're not allowed to protest. And how many people is that? It's not like ten thousand, right? It must be less. I guess in a stadium, you can socially distance by putting people like four seats apart. Yeah. But if you're protesting, couldn't you social distance along like George Street or something? Just one person in each suburb protesting. <laughs> <laughs> but oh. yeah, it, it's interesting that he we're focusing on bringing back sports pretty early mm. because money is a huge factor, like Morgan yeah. mentioned before. Yeah, I, I think the interesting thing about this is it has demonstrated how volatile sports uh are especially to money like as in how much money uh like it pumps in and out but also how little or how uh, little it can survive when you don't have that like as in human beings are so willing to pump so much money into there and that's why all these sports association they end up either hiring a lot of people or doing so much um to sort of keep that sort of atmosphere or those teams and stuff like running. And that's why you have like crazy transfer fees and stuff like that. But as soon as you see that pause button get hit where there is no more income, now you start to see all the sports start to struggle within like the time frame of a month. And mm. they really can't ride it out any longer um, on this. Uh, and they have to start up soon. Otherwise, the whole entire competition is going to be out the window. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, to mm. see how volatile it is. Yeah. All right. Do you guys have any other reasons you think that sports fandom is such a big thing? Some something we haven't mentioned. Mm, I think we've all alluded to it, but like just about that. I think also about that personal. I think identity um, that you mm. define. But I think one of the things, like I, I think when I was talking about like Liverpool and stuff, that I didn't really um, put. But it's sort of similar to when you're looking for a job. Like, what do you look for when you when you go look for a job? You look for um, other than the fact that it pays well, mm. um, you generally try to look at, hey, look, um, do I have a future here? What is the vision? Um, like, where is this company headed? Um, what are they doing? And I think in sport, I although I did start following a team because of that, I wasn't very much into them, but you sort of get more into it once you understand where that team is heading. Like Liverpool, I really like their mantra of you'll never walk alone. Mm. And that sort of, that just that, atmosphere about you know everyone's in it together um all that sort of stuff and then also now with that like jürgen and his sort of vision of like you know where we're heading his vision of like bringing up younger players giving them opportunities sort of like what chelsea's doing as well um sort of to bring back that that vibe uh, rather than like you know real madrid where they just go buy the most expensive player they can find on the freaking pitch um mm. go, yep cool yeah i think like 
that all that sort of stuff drives. And so like I would say maybe in like 2009, 10 or whatever, when I was supporting Liverpool, if, you know, Richard came with really compelling evidence to say Chelsea's a better team to follow, I may have switched. But now that mm. you get in there and you sort of start to understand that, yeah. Looks like I didn't do a good enough job. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Missed the opportunity. Mm. Do you feel like if your friends follow a sport and you suddenly decide to follow the sport, that you purposely pick a team that your friends don't support just so you can, I guess, compete against them or like talk against them? Mm. Yes. I feel like that happens, but I don't know why. I Well, I was in that situation only last year because I wanted to get into the NBA. Like I had interest in following the NBA, but I didn't have a team to follow. And I wanted to pick a team that other people didn't follow just just for the reason that you said just, we'd have more to talk about or like if there was a game happening then you could you'd have that like competitive nature when you watched it together or whatever mm. but i i'd like to argue that if i was in that situation and like i think my main driver i just realized also analyzing f1 as well that my main driver is probably just patriotism which is pretty sad like, <laughs> you know um in f1 i know yeah daniel ricardo exactly um but um, and now I'm going to be switching affiliation. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, McLaren. That's actually that makes me happy. Um, but yeah, like as in, I think beyond that, I think even supporting the same team, like I, I, I might even do that. Like if I wasn't into EPL now and I joined, I would, I might consider like say following, you know, Chelsea or following. Was it Spurs, Michael? Yeah, frankly, yeah, yeah. Like I consider. Um, those aspects because it's like, look, when we get into groups and stuff like that, we can, you know, cheer along the team together. Mm, yeah. That's interesting too. Like the different reasons why we choose this. Mm. And, and why do we choose a team at all? Like there's one aspect of just following the sport and watching the games. But when you follow a team, it makes it just more exciting, right? Yeah. I think yeah. as if you, you follow have, you have an investment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that's what I was saying. Like, like stocks. If you follow the share market, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't mean shit. But when you follow a specific stock and it fucking drops, you're like, oh my god, it's <laughs> rising. Like, yeah, boy, right? Like, if that makes sense, like, yeah, get that's those little highs. True. Yeah, uh, I mean, I I, <laughs> stocks. I, I stopped stocks. following the Nike stock just for fun, and it dropped like six <laughs> percent the other day. I was like, "Oh shit, that's good. that's trash." Buy more shoes. Buy, buy more, more shoes. shoes. Yeah. Bring it back. The racing stock. Bring it back. Man. Be the whale. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Now, all right. What about the other spectrum? Have you ever lost interest of it in a team because they've just been doing really poorly? Or have you just ever lost interest in the team and switched your support to someone else? Mm. I guess that depends on the type of fan you are. Because some people follow, like some people choose to follow underdogs. And if a team's doing really well, then it's not very fun for them. Mm. Because the high you get when a shitty team wins yeah. anything. Lord is the Giants. <laughs> yeah. mm. and, and, but, and then you could also say the opposite. There are some people who only follow the winning team. I mean, there's so many memes about like Warriors fans in, in the Band NBA. Wagon. Yeah. The Band 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 Band. yeah, that's true. Mm. But it just depends on what sort of uh, high you're after, I guess. Mm. Mm. That's actually, yeah, that's actually really interesting. Yeah, I was going to say for NRL, uh, I used to follow, I still follow the Newcastle Knights mm. because there was this player in the fantasy game that was just so good. He kept, get, he kept getting me so many points. Kirk Gidley. 
uh, absolute legend. I captained him every single round. And then the Newcastle Knights just were shit for like three or four years in a row. And that's when I kind of lost interest in the game. Mm. So when my team wasn't performing very well, I kind of stopped following. So I didn't lose, I didn't switch to another team, but I just lost interest in the sport. Mm. Mm. Um, I was just wondering if people switch teams in those situations or mm. I don't know. It's 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 true. I think like I, I that started happening to me for like um, basketball as well for NBA. I think also because lack of like people to talk to about it, but also because Rockets were doing absolute garbage maybe like three years ago. Yeah, um, yeah I think was it when when uh, Melo joined? I forgot. Um, but yeah, like and then I sort of stopped following that as intently and I think a better example is probably um, A-League um, so mm-hmm. a few of my friends started watching A-League so I started following that as well and I remember so I, I used to be obviously as a Sydney sider um, I supported Sydney FC um, but then when um, the new team came out I think it was like six seven years ago even longer now um, when Western uh, Sydney Wanderers came out and they were like the underdog because Sydney FC were basically one of the main teams, it was between them or Melbourne Victory, who used to win the trophy. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, it was like Western City Wanderers. And I was like, hmm, like I got, I wouldn't say I got bored of it, but I got, I was like, they just keep winning it. And it's sort of like, it's not entertaining anymore. And I really want to, you want to root for the volatility. Underdog. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And Western City Wanderers still being in Sydney, actually being even closer to me in like Parramatta. Right. Um, it made sense. It's interesting that, like, for some sports you follow a team, and then for other sports you guys follow like a particular uh, athlete, athlete. like yeah, Yeah. player. Like F one, you're talking you follow specifically Daniel Ricciardo, and wherever he goes, then you'll follow you follow that. Whereas for basketball, it's more like you follow the team. Nowadays, I mean, Yaming doesn't play anymore, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basketball too. Some people follow like LeBron. Yeah, some people follow. Yeah. Rest um, in peace, Kobe. Yeah, rest in peace. <laughs> I think maybe for sporting teams with less players, you start to follow the players more. Hmm. Mm. Like yeah. tennis. Or well, tennis, you can't really follow a team. Yeah. Okay, here's my question. For the females that you know, how many of them are avid sporting supporters? As in they have a team that they support? <laughs> I'm going to say none. I'm also going to say female sport followership is probably lower, but I've got a question to pose to you, right? Yeah. So as sports is primarily, I'm just going to say primarily a male-supported thing, does it not make sense that female sports should be much more popular? You get the entertainment and you get the booty. (laughs) I think, like, shouldn't I think, by, by logic, by logic, should it not be more popular? Like, why I do we not follow that more closely? I don't know if female athletes would appreciate like male fans watching them for the booty. Like, would they be offended? They, they wouldn't know, right? That, it's subconscious. I'm going to say it's subconscious. Like, yeah. in our psyche, it's subconscious. It's like, why would I want to watch a pair of balls like dangling and running around the field <laughs> when I've got like a booty to appreciate? Like, if that makes sense. Um, maybe it's because of like the female athletic bodies are not usually the same as the normal desired female bodies. 
I mean, and but there are there are cases volleyball. There's a yeah where there's a really hot female athlete, and then she has a followership just because of her looks, or not just because of her looks, but it's definitely a big started part from the looks. Yeah, yeah. started like, with like tennis. There's, there's yeah, the tennis. Australian. Oh yeah, tennis for sure. And there's the Australian hurdler or sprinter or something, and she used to do this like little dance oh, before. Yeah. Oh, before. Yeah. yeah, she had a huge fan base, and I'm pretty sure a lot of them were guys, and I'm pretty sure a lot of them were for the booty. I'm pretty sure she also didn't even get a medal in anything. Like yeah, she and she never well. just did that well. Yeah, but no one cared. <laughs> no one cared. Or like pole yeah, vault routine. Yeah. Oh yeah, pole yeah. vault. <laughs> no, nah, but I still remember we were at the snow and we were watching the Women's World Cup. Mm. Remember that? Oh, and yeah, because there was no yes, other sport yes, to watch, right? Yeah. Yeah, but that was so entertaining. It was. I remember watching that and it was Australia versus like China or something. And then <laughs> there was a. No, Australia versus Italy. Yeah, Australia versus Italy. Because yeah, it was, oh, yeah. it was the two Italy chicks that were like really good, I remember. Um, and then we had a, yeah. Did didn't we have like a dude that looked like a dude? Like we had a player that looked like a. No, that was the China <laughs> team. Or was it China? Oh, Jack Ma. Yeah. <laughs> the, girl, Jack the, girl Jack, the girl looked like Jack. Ma. I remember that. That was good. Oh my god! But I think yeah. international sports are just so good. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's why I think patriotism is probably a very key or core driver to like sports fellowship like if you're interested in sports sure but like i think that support or yeah, the, the team you support and that's why the world cup is like the biggest sporting event only comparable mm. to olympics and both of those are um national level i mean international level where you support your country yeah. for sure yeah i'd say world cup in i think i'm i haven't done the research for this but i'd say even in terms of value and money it's probably bigger than the olympics yeah, arguably, I would, I, I would, I would guess so too. I mean, I saw that soccer is the most watched sport for sure by like a yeah. large margin. Mm. Four billion people, like more than half of the planet, follows. Soccer. You know what the second most watched sport is? I, I well, I, look, I, I looked at it right, so I was surprised. I remember that this? Yeah, yeah. And then I realized it's because it's probably it's the whole of India. Yeah, it's the whole of India. India's like a billion people, so there's probably yep. a big contributing factor. But can, do you guys know the third most watched sport? Is it tennis? Um, no, it's not. Ooh. Baseball? No, not even close. Well, golf, yeah. golf, golf, golf. No, it's not golf. Uh, it's field hockey. No way. Wait, 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 yeah. wait, 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 wait. What? Yeah, do no you think the person who follows field hockey? Who, what country oh, even person. loves field hockey? Like, I thought Australia was like. Yeah, supposed I have to be no the top. idea. And we only have like fucking twenty four million people or some shit. Like, yeah, even if the whole of Australia watch field hockey, maybe it's a European thing. I don't know. I don't oh, know. The heck? Yeah. Well, there you go. Okay. Well, speaking of like um, watching, following females in sport, do you guys follow any females in sport? Maybe Serena Williams. Yeah. The I don't. No, any other female sports people apart from tennis players? Mm. Yeah, I think tennis definitely. I do follow a bit of volleyball, not for the booty. Um, <laughs> you exposed yourself uh, now, man. Yeah. 
No, no. You're it's because you brought up the booty, and now you tell us you follow volleyball. <laughs> well, like not, not intense. Tac- <laughs> yeah, it's about the tactics exactly. And oh, if yeah. you look at male the versus female tactics. volleyball, no. But if you look at male versus female volleyball, females tend to rely a lot more on tactics rather rather male, which is about like how big the bicep can fucking smack that ball through the block. Like it's all about power and intensity. And so I'm yeah. guessing you follow male vo- volleyball, but when you say you follow female volleyball, do you mean female beach volleyball? No, 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 not beach. <laughs> Association. So proper indoor with a crowd volleyball. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Not for the booty. Struggling to think of any other female sports person. Mm. Well, I I sort of follow the female, I mean, the US female soccer team, but that's really just because of one chick, like Megan Megan Rapinoe, I think is how you say her name. She's the chick with the pink hair. And she had this like crazy penalty kick last year that curved through someone's legs and went into the goal. And after that, I was like, oh, wow, I'm sorry. She's so good. Oh man, was was but, this after our snow trip and? Yeah, it was after the yeah. snow trip, and then I started following just the female. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm. but yeah, but, so, but oh, you know wait. how different the female soccer association works, right? No, like their seasons are substantially shorter, and the World Cup is actually, if you want to put it that way, is their biggest full time job. Like you have people like uh, what's what's that um. What's that uh, Australian footballer called? Kerr. I forgot her Sam name. Kerr. Yeah, Sam, Sam Kerr. Kerr. Right? So, for example, she plays in two leagues in the same year because their uh, stuff is so short. So, she plays in the W League in Australia um, and then she also plays in the EPL, um, the mm-hmm. W EPL as well, just because the season's so short. But, like, it's very I, – I don't know if it's sad or what, but, like, the the fact that this competition, the top level competition for the females is so small that you wouldn't even be able to consider one league a professional time like time job. Well, the reason for like that semi pro. The reason for that is the pay gap. Like yeah. there's there's not enough money to keep the season on longer and then and mm. they don't receive enough money from their teams to make that their full-time job either yeah like a lot of them have other jobs or they or like you said they need to play in multiple teams just to make yeah you know, ends meet or whatever so it's really sad like as in being that top competition and i wouldn't say the level of game that they play is any worse than say like i don't know Maybe not as like fast paced as the EPL, but at like nothing less than like say the championship, mm. right? And yet they still get less followers. And well, so yeah. are we? So do you guys think that they should be paid equally, even if they don't attract the same number of fans? That's such a hard question. Yeah, that that that's quite a loaded and hard question. Like if I had yeah. to talk about it just objectively based on what I understand about the pay. And I completely disagree, by the way, in EPL and, and most of the sports around the amount of money that is played to footballers and also the amount of money that they transfer. Mm. Because, like, you know, $200 million can do a lot, but all you've got is a pair of, you know, Brazilian legs. For the- <laughs> <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, and I'd, I'd like to say, look, I would like to see a more equal sort of pay gap, but I do understand, look, it's based on 
viewership, viewership. Yeah. as entertainment is and based on sponsorship and all of that stuff. And I guess without the viewership, without all that stuff, I couldn't expect. Yeah, it's sort of a um, like a never-ending cycle because they don't have enough money to make it their full-time job. So they can't spend all of their time training. So their performance will always be a little like, yeah. I'm not saying worse, not, but I'm saying they have less, they literally have less time dedicate. training. Yeah, yeah. because they, they can't dedicate have, their old time. They don't have enough money. But because of that, they also don't have as many fans generating yeah. money, which just continues the cycle on and on. Yeah. Um, it, it's the same as like why A-League have such shit players or why Australia is such a shit football team. Because, yeah. like, as a professional football player in Australian competition, you get paid less than, like, you know, driving a bus. Yeah. So if you were trying to select a profession, unless you were super passionate about soccer, why would you go yeah. down that path? And it would stop a lot of young girls wanting to be professional because they know that there's no money in it. Hmm. So potentially, like, well... Increasing the pay at least would make it more viable. Incentivize it, yeah. Yeah. Mm. But, like, yeah, you just can't, uh, you know, argue that the – I mean, you you have to take into consideration that they just don't make as much money. Yeah. Like, NBA, women's NBA has 10,000 less fans eat in the audience per game. Like, there's a lot of – there's a big difference it's in the amount of money they generate, yeah. Mm, yeah. It's because there's less dunking in the women NBA. Yeah. <laughs> Not enough like posterizations and whatever <laughs> to generate the viewership. No, I'm joking. But no, I do agree. Like, do you guys think like, you know, LeBron or Ronaldo is worth a salary of like 10, 12, 20 million dollars a year? I mean, like their salary, I forget. I have to find it, but it's like 10, at least like 10 million dollars or something. And this is not including like sponsorship. Yeah. There's a. Uh... <laughs> It'd be hard to somehow decrease the pay to make it more equal, like decrease the pay of male athletes. It just, there'd be no way for you to. I don't see like a viable way for that to happen without too much uproar. I think the only sport where this doesn't apply is tennis or applies less is tennis. Yeah. Because it's individual and they're Mm. playing for for prize money for themselves. Fourth. Actually, tennis is an interesting example. They they already receive similar amounts for winning a championship, right? Or like a cup. Is that right? um, I think it's close. They don't get salary, though. Yeah. My thinking is that for tennis, the pay gap between males and female athletes, I'm guessing, is smaller than in other sports. And for tennis female athletes, when you ask us to name a female athlete, most of us can name tennis female athletes. So by having equal pay, like it does raise the awareness on their sport and so, generate Australian sport. Open last year, exactly the same amount of money, women yeah. and males. I guess it wouldn't hurt to equalize the pay gap. It wouldn't yeah, hurt, it wouldn't, yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't hurt. I mean, there's, there's a lot of people in sport making so much money there's yeah. surely some money to surely go. Surely they can spare, exactly. Yeah, surely they can spare. Like, I was thinking, like, surely the EPL could spare, like, you know, a third of their fucking budget. Yeah. I mean, think about how corrupt yeah. FIFA is. Surely there's money to go around. <laughs> <laughs> Today's game is called After Hours TV.
I want you to tell me about the most random sport you know, the sort of sport that you would see after hours on TV. My example is kabaddi. I was high one what night. Kabaddi? <laughs> I was I was really That's high one time. night with my friends. Yeah, perfect start to a night, and we were watching TV at like one a.m. or something on the sports channel. That we saw these guys holding hands and tackling each other, and we were like, "What the hell is this?" So, this, oh, the Indian. Are you talking about the Indian one? Yeah, there's this Indian. Where they form a line where there's two teams. Yeah. And it's called Kabaddi. And one guy called the Raider has to go into the other side and the other team is defending and they're holding hands and they have to try to like... Join a war, right? They make a war. Stop him from going back to his team after he's tagged them. And there's an added thing in this sport where the, the Raider has to hold his breath. So he has to run over, like tap all the players or something and then run back without being tackled while hold, in a single breath. And it's the it's the craziest sport to watch because you just see all these grown men holding hands. And, <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy. Like it's so hard to understand until you like you actually have to read it up. It's not a sport you can just watch and understand. Because like basketball, you, you start watching, you're like, oh okay, the ball goes in the basket. This you have no idea what's going on, why people are holding hands. It's crazy. But it's pretty entertaining for after hours TV. So what do you guys got? Nice. Um, nice. I've got a sport from Japan. So this is called Botayoshi. And you've probably seen YouTube videos of this where there's a whole bunch of people climbing on top of each other oh, to try and yeah. get uh, possession of a pole or to bring <laughs> the pole down. So this game, there's 75 people per team split into a defending team and an attacking team. The aim of the game is to pull down the other team's pole to below 30 degrees. And there's a guy called a ninja who stands at the top of the pole and he's like kicking people off. <laughs> and like, like He's directing people because he can see everything around him. So um, it's the craziest thing because you, you see people just like grabbing on each other, pulling each other away, but you're not allowed to punch or kick. So oh. if you throw punches, so it's just grabbing. It's just grabbing. Yeah, uh, out of three fouls. So if they see you punch someone, that's one foul. And yeah, the game ends when one pole is pulled down. So our friends from Japan have come up with this crazy game just to train um, teamwork. It sounds, that's sounds pretty fun. It's, it does sound pretty fun. That's I need another like, two hundred and ninety-nine people to play the game. Yeah, that's <laughs> where really dense, like Japan could play. Like, there's no way you're getting 200, 300 kids to play a single sport in like one. It'll sport. be like a full school versus another. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to play it someday. If like in Australia, fun, I mean, what about you, Morgan? Um, I so I I remember I was talking about snail racing a little bit before, but I don't think that's very interesting. <laughs> Because, like, as in, that just came up on my, like, the only reason I follow that is because it came up while I was watching Marvel Olympics one night while I was craving sports, and the next video happened to be snail um, racing. So how did long you know was this a, snail racing video, though? Like, it was, no, nah, so so snail racing, just because you can't get snails to actually race along the track, but um, there's variations of it, but the start of it is basically a numbered snail, a circle, and you get them to like the first circle to get like the first nail to get out of the circle wins. So it's like, yeah, 10 minutes. Yeah. Sometimes 10 minutes, sometimes like five, 10 minutes, but then like 
because it's sort of like the snail doesn't know it's racing. <laughs> so you get super frustrated because you like you 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 put a bet or you peg yourself on like one of the snails, right? And it's sort of going, and you're like, yeah, fuck, I'm gonna win, I'm gonna win. And then it goes and decides to do a fucking U-turn and go backwards. <laughs> and you're like, Are you you fucking dumb snail, man? Like seriously. Just well, what did you expect? Get your shit together. Um, but they also have like proper like lanes racing, um, which is a bit wow. more difficult. But did you know there's a proper snail racing association that manages this? No. So shut up. There's a there's a world championship every year um, for snail racing. World championship. Um, mm, mm. Have a bit of a watch. Imagine the Ronaldo of snails. How fast would that snail be, bro? <laughs> Speed demon. It's like boom. Oh, well, I want to know. But yeah, some of them get pretty fast. Like I think some of them are trained pretty well, um, and yeah. they're very like disciplined, and they just go in the one direction. Um, but actually, the one spot I did want to discuss, um, like after hearing you guys talk about a lot of these um, sort of like uh, Asian-oriented um, sports, was a sport called um, Jai Alai. Have you guys heard of that? No. You may have seen videos of it. So I don't 100% know the rules because I've only watched like um, a few games. But it's basically like um, these players. So it's, I think it's two aside. Um, oh, sorry. not, not maybe, maybe it's 1v1, I forget. But... Um, you basically hold this little scoop thing, right? It's it's sort of like a. Uh, I'm not sure if in primary school you guys played with like that scoop thing that you catch a ball in. Oh yeah, yeah, the yeah, 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 sort of like that. Like it's like a little trowel, and then it's got like a dip. But this one, like it dips in, and then it curves out really far. And the purpose of it is to fling the ball and to catch the ball. So the game is similar to like um, what's that? What's that game? Oh, squash. Yeah, it's similar to squash. Um, where but squashes with a racket, whereas this is you've got three walls, and the purpose is you fling the ball really fast against the wall, and it has to hit the wall, and it can bounce off like the your side wall, the front wall, or the back wall. There is no right wall, so you're facing the you're facing this wall, and you have one wall in front of you, you have one wall to the left of you, and you have one wall to the back of you, and you fling the ball to hit all these walls. Um, and then make the ball land on the ground because once you fling it, it's up to your opponent to sort of catch, right? And wow. the one thing I find interesting about this, and I'm like, I have no idea why people play this game, is the ball gets flung at speeds in excess of 300 kilometers per hour. 300 kilometers an yeah. hour. So it because it, it comes and then like it comes and then you can use that momentum to fling it back at the wall. And so people have died getting hit because the ball. <laughs> Is not, it's not like a soft ball. It's like, it's made of like goat skin. It's literally like a fucking ball. <laughs> and like, you, sh- you should watch it. Just search it. It's called Jai, J A I, a lie. These guys literally just fling at the wall and then it will bounce off two walls. And then the other guy you'll see miraculously. I don't know how the fuck they react, but they do. They just catch it and the ball like goes in the scoop. And then they're already in the motion to like fling it back out at the wall again. And yeah, the first person who loses is the one that like lands on the ground when they don't catch it. Wow. But like, if you actually just fuck up, head. yeah, you fuck up, you get hit in the chest. That's like, you know, your 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 ribs are crushed. Life You're over. <laughs> yeah, it's not game over. It's life yeah. over. <laughs> yeah, life over. And I have no idea why people play this, but okay. it is quite intense. You guys should just check it out. I thought they were like playing handball, but they faced the wrong wall. <laughs> it's like, oh, let's, let's do a game. Uh, these these <laughs> sports all sound like real entertaining shit to watch when you're high, so. Oh, 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 oh.
so moving on to Round the Campfire, and we got Richard telling us about his World Cup story on theme. Yes. On theme with today's topic of sports, um, I think the epitome of sports is when it's an international event. I think all three of us would have remembered the 2002 World Cup. Um, What was the next one? 2006. When was that? I think it was Germany. I do remember the 2010 uh, South Africa. South Africa one because of those Vivazellas. I reckon that school (laughs) you would have had so many people with Vivazellas just like. Yeah. And then the Brazil one, 2014. I just thought of a FIFA World Cup or any sort of international sporting event as something that is just incredible. Like just going to one of these would be like a dream of mine. <laughs> so uh, <clears throat> I used up all my money to go to the Russia World Cup and I made a trip out of it. Go watch that video on my YouTube. <laughs> um, Shame that whole life. experience was insane. Like when you're there with all these countries everyone there just to support their country in this one single sport of football, you get that patriotism to the maximum. All these people I didn't know from Australia, I guess, at the Australia versus France game, everyone was just in love of the team, in love of Australia, in love of the sport. Even the mullet. Even the mullet. Uh, you know, you know, you know the, the right back of Australian team, the mullet? I forgot his name. Oh, I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. You sent me the photo. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. Uh, my story is from that one game when I did go watch the Australia versus France game in Kazan, which is like a tiny town, maybe three or four hours by train, but uh, not bullet train, just by train outside of Moscow. So I actually flew into here because I couldn't get a train there. The trains during the FIFA World Cup were free between the cities. You just had to book them with your ticket. And that, they were actually really good. Like they were really high class and to sleep a train. So that's how most people got around. But because I didn't get that ticket and it just wouldn't get me there in time for the game, I had to fly in. Anyway, flying in to the city during the summer in Kazan, there's no night because it's so high up. Um, the nighttime, there's still light. Wow. So arriving there at like 3 a.m., it was still bright as. Anyway, I made up with some friends I knew from Australia. And so for some for whatever reason, the only alcohol we could get before the game was these little cans of vodka. They were pure <laughs> straight vodka. Cans. 40%. Yeah, cans. The 300 mils. No, they're more like 400 mils. Of vodka. Of vodka. <laughs> so there's two cans between three of us. So, okay, we've got to smash this. We can't just carry this around. We bought like some like uh, Sprite, I think, like some Russian Sprite and some Russian Coke. And we just shared this mm. uh, thing. This was like 7 o'clock in the morning because the game started pretty early, like um, 11 or so. I can't remember. I don't remember much from that. <laughs> I don't remember much from that day. <laughs> so I remember getting there and I realized this after I started editing my video, right? Because I'd see some of my video. I'm just like pointing at random shit, like just shooting a video. <laughs> oh, yeah, look at that. I remember inside the stadium, right? I was just pointing up at the sky. Oh, I'm at the FIFA World Cup. <laughs> it was so stupid because I was so gone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't remember 
like the first half, but somehow I recorded them scoring the first goal, which was like, <laughs> oh yeah, got to got to put that into the video. Um, halftime, I spent like almost whole whole half halftime like on the toilet because I was like, oh, feeling real shit. <laughs> anyway, I sobered up <laughs> after halftime and managed to see us score our first and only goal of the uh, of the FIFA World Cup. Um, it was a penalty because someone got a handball from the French team uh, in the box. So our captain, um, he got that full beard. I forgot his name. Holy shit. Jedinak. 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 Yeah, Miles Jedinak. Uh, yeah, he scored that goal and the whole crowd just went ballistic. It was insane. So, yeah, that was the we, – we lost that game. 2-1 because I scored some bullshit goal at the end. I was so sad. Wasn't it Mbappe um, or something? Yeah, no, it was... Pogba. Pogba. Yeah, mm. I think he scored the second goal. It was a bullshit goal. Everyone's just saying bullshit. Chanting bullshit. It was pretty <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> But yeah, after that experience, I said to myself, I got to go to more of these like, international sporting events. So I really wanted to go to this year's Olympics in Tokyo because that would have been incredible mm. next year and yeah it's moved to next year which is not learning some japanese bro mm. <laughs> uh and yeah so in future if you want to join me on these international sporting tournaments hit me up or check out check it out and yeah, start uh, saving up get our drink on. yeah start saving up for those 3 a.m russian vodkas in the morning all right bro they're <laughs> deadly deadly <laughs> We're going to end today with some recommendations. Morgan, you want to start? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, like I think a lot of us have already talked about it. Definitely that F1 one round uh, drive to survive both seasons. Highly recommended. I think it gets you real in depth into it. Um, and I think uh, there was two. There's one which is the uh, the F1 racing with like Arts and Senna. I keep forgetting the name. Do you guys remember that one? That it's called Senna. <laughs> oh, it's called Senna. Sorry. Thanks. Um, and then the other one, which is called... Uh, I think it's called Rush. Um, but yeah, I think it doesn't have Chris Hemsworth in it. I think it has Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, that, that, that one's F1 as well. It's not the endurance race. It's just F1. It's not Le Mans. Which one was the Le Mans one then? The Ford v Ferrari, you're thinking. Yeah, yes, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. Ford v Ferrari, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, wrong one. My bad, my bad. Yeah, um, but that one was really good because that got me a little bit into Le Mans as well, trying to understand um, how it works and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I would say Rush is a recommend too. I still enjoy that movie directed by Ron Howard. And definitely recommend The Last Dance if you haven't seen that already on Netflix. Like, you'll understand so much about Michael Jordan. Even if you're not a basketball fan, it's just a good, well-made documentary. Yeah. Oh, there's actually um, there's actually a few on Amazon as well. Actually, I forgot um, about, uh, like, Manchester City. There's a Steven Gerrard um, one as well. Richard? Oh, shit. I got to go make some transfers for my uh, beach volleyball fantasy team. I'll catch you guys next time. <laughs> All right. I guess that's the end. The right booty. <laughs> While Richard's selecting the right booty for his fantasy team, we'll end the episode there. Uh, I've been Michael. Morgan. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Oh, oh.